isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all, to feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Peter Alatini, and I know Peter, you and your boy, I watching a lot of NRL. Did did you guys have a did you have a team before the Warriors were on the uh, were you know were on the scene, mate? Is there a, have you got a second team in the NRL? Morena lads, Morena. Um, no, look, I didn't really have a team. I jumped around trying to trying to get one, and, and I, I decided to go with Dolphins this year. So I was going going really well for the first seven rounds, and then I faded in my support just like their performances. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever think about making the switch, Peter? If I got the opportunity, I reckon if it was what league is now uh, back then, I probably would have had had, uh, had a crack at it because I grew up in it. Around me when I was in Otara, right? Mm. Between his tamaki and the scorps. So there was always kind of lengthy, but the dad, obviously, dad being a hearty Tonga and Ikaletahi rugby player, there was no chance that I'll probably play while, while he was around. So, so yeah, but but yeah, never got the opportunity, though. Beautiful, mate. Well, let's talk about Tonga, mate. They're taking on Ireland this week. We haven't seen them yet in the World Cup, but we've seen plenty of action throughout the build-up. Some solid results. Only the one against Samoa, your, your neighbours that, that just got away on you, but pretty solid performances, mate. What are your expectations for this World Cup, particularly taking on Ireland? Oh, look, you know, the boys and the team knows what they're, they're up against. It's no um, surprise as such. I mean, this, the 2019 World Cup, when we... When I was um, involved, we had we had France, Argentina, and England. So there's there's no threat around that. That's not the threat. It's around the boys just being the willingness, I suppose. One now they're at the World Cup uh, preparation, which is cool. So so everything's provided compared to what they used to in, in tier two. And then secondly, it's just getting amongst them, being, being probably the guys rising to the occasion and wanting to challenge themselves, um, knowing full well uh, as we've seen so far, especially with Ireland against Romania that getting to a certain point if you if you don't stay strong or, or disrupt and, and do something different against these sides, they'll be at the back end of a, of a hiding ace. So, so I just hope that... Uh, I know the prep has been going well and, and talking to my brother over there who's still with him. Um, it's just a matter of where the boys sit now and, and really believe that, um, that they're, they're up for a challenge. And then, you know, with the calibre they got, they, they should be. Pete, what's the, what's the difference with this World Cup, Pete? You know, like you look at Semi Rodrado, he, he drops that ball with a the line open and possibly gets it for Fiji. Is it just that week in, week out international um, intensity that you haven't had in the past that might catch you out? Totally, totally can be. I mean, it's always it's always the, the year of the World Cup is when, when the Tier 2 teams get more, con, you know, continuity and tests, consistency and tests, and playing Tier 1 countries, you know. That's, that's the key for, for, for these players and, and, you know, it is a different... Um, it takes a bit of time with, with, with uh, the players coming from all over and 
um, and the camps that's required um, to get uh, to understand the game plan and understand the the team dynamic as such. But um, but definitely the consistency in playing week in week out against tough teams does really help, and, and especially in the World Cup year. Peter, we've seen uh, Fiji uh, being so competitive. We'll touch on that that game uh, shortly. But what I've been really impressed with is their set piece. They're competing yep, yep. on the world stage, particularly line out scrum, all facets of play. They're just unlucky to not get the job done over Wales. From a Tongan perspective, they have out. They got classy backs. We know that. And when they are mm. able to get front football, they could be devastating. From a Ford's perspective. Have they got enough grunt up front to compete? They have, mate. I, I think they have, they, they really have. They've come um, some bounce. I think the, the inclusion of Adam Coleman will be mm. huge. Um, Vaya has been outstanding. He's just got a the, the voice just kind of his tongue and heart is, is really there, and you've seen it as in performances during um, the the early series. It's it's the and we've seen it in their first game when they fired up when they played Australia. Eh? How direct they were, and because of the speed and the tempo of the ball, they were giving the backs. The backs were able to finish some with Charles and Malakai out wide, and you know they have Pichel and um, sorry Aki as well. So I, I feel they have made, and, and I always keep talking, and I think that the, 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 the uniqueness of, of our Tongan rugby is there's got to be a, the messages around now. Our, our Tongan heart is, is always a big one, and, and when you get my fun, as we've seen like the MMT. Um, space, you know, when when the boys when you get in a mode like that, and then the boys all buy in and they feel it, it's it's uh, it's a pretty wonderful thing, and then it does come out in their performances. So, so you know, there's a big part of that, and then as you said, the accuracy around set piece will be huge, and and the way Fiji has been going, that's what's kept them in the game. You can have all the classy backs, right? But mm. you don't get competitive and, and and make sure that you win your own, um, and, and the set piece, then then it is a slog going through. But what do you what do you think, um, Peter? In terms of up front, I know you've talked about set piece. Uh, have Tonga got enough up front because you know most of the star power is in the back line? Yeah, I, I feel they do, mate. I feel they do, and then there's it, there's an experienced part to it too, like there's Siggy and all these boys, Ben Tamafuna, um, you know uh, Sam Molly. Um, they've got the, the boys there. There's a, there's a good lot of boys who've been in two or three World Cups now, mate. Um, and, and it's just a willingness now with, with knowing what they have in the back end, especially the backs, it becomes, you know, their, their, their role around it becomes even more important. I think they, they used to get frustrated back in 2019 when they got good ball and then our backs pretty much stuffed up, like any forward pack would do, right? So by this time, they have got to start out of back. So if they can get us that, that front ball, then, then um, we'll hope we'll see that the magic that, that those boys can uh, possess to, to, to really play. All right, we have it. We're Tonga taking on Ireland. You got Samoa taking on Chile. When you look at the mm-hmm. Pacific teams and, and seeing the um, the rules that have changed for eligibility, I'm absolutely loving it. They're so competitive. They're, yep. they're pushing these Tier One nations right to the very end. From a Samoa's perspective, I'll pick them to get out of their pool. Absolutely. I mean, you just seen the difference and loving loving what Lima's. You know, mm. Lima's has brought a massive. Uh, Energy and his will, and just seeing his post and, and on social media, how proud he is um, yeah. to wear. And he looks so comfortable being back in the, the director um, ship uh, role for for Samoa. And you can just see there's a real good field there, um, which is fantastic. And Lua Tua is the same, you know. And then all those the, the rest of the boys that, that have made themselves available for Samoa. I think they they are, you know, they've gone, you know, they've shown some real good class. But I think they've they've got a little bit there. That I feel that they'll, they'll be uh, they'll shock a few to, to to get out of their pool. I reckon. 
Hey, Pete, can you see, I'm just thinking about post-World Cup and the the growth of the Pacific Nations. Can you see, like, I know how they have the championship competition down here. W- would it be um, a little bit too far-fetched if we saw Tonga, Samoa and the All Blacks in Australia playing in a tournament? Uh, probably, mate, at the moment. At the moment, um, mm. we I think for us, for us, it's not so much... No, the players there. Eh? It's just still the back end, uh, Kempe, that we still need to tidy up. Mm. Still very messy with uh, governance. It's still very messy around the um, the organisation and getting things done. It's that's still a it's still a grind for the boys to get to a World Cup, um, you know, and and and, um, and these guys all coming through. So I think in, until that's kind of sorted, that's the only space that we'll be be able to really. Draw in the you know the players that they can come across probably earlier a little bit like MMT you know the guys that are probably overseas that can commit if they see that that end being looked after uh, and and kind of running uh, professionally as such then I'd say that's when we'll be competitive uh, across the board. Yeah, you need buy-in too from the clubs. Most of those top yeah. players are over in, in Europe, right. and you know, for them to be able to allow them is obviously a big decision to be made. But uh, a decision that potentially will be made today, Peter, and you're on the Moana Pacifica Rugby Show here on ECNZ, <laughs> probably the worst kept secret in New Zealand rugby. Julian Savia and Peter Umanga Jensen <laughs> are going to Moana Pacifica, mate. How good? How good, mate. And, you know, with whom I get tension, I wonder if he had a choice. <laughs> no Tano. chance. With his uncle Tano at the helm thing, um, I think he should come across. But fantastic news, mate. It's kind of those players. You know, we've got um, uh, Tali Uli as well, Pavili um, from from yeah. from, um, from the Crusaders. Um, so there's a real good build of, of those guys who have been in, in these. Because that's the... It's almost that, that next level of professionalism that Moana needs with these young boys. Like, mm. they've, they've had a couple of years where everyone's going, all right, you know, you guys have been in the comp. I think this third year is really important and Tana taking over to really kind of draw in some of, some of the experience of these guys. But then these young fellas have really taken on the reins and being, being kind of in that competitive mode within, within the team to be able to, 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 be able to kind of uh, be competitive more consistently in, in the competition. Pete, what about the All Blacks in that first game? Where do they need to go to from here? Like, <laughs> if it was you with these next three games, would you be playing your best team or would you be giving everyone a crack? Oh, look, I think where we're at, I'll be looking at our best combos to start building something towards that quarters. Um, well, to get out of our pool, but towards that quarters, to be honest, because, you know, we're still seeing a, a bit of lack, uh, lust around our, our game plan. Um, I still feel there's, there's still uh, in, in the midfield who is the right right two to, to really carry us through. Um, but we just need we, we need some momentum and consistency around that space, mate. And, and just I just feel we're we're we good at, and we showed it in that first play against France. We've got to attack around Rico Wine. We've got to we've got to get our side around that channel to, to to break the line and just just create that tempo, you know, that, that speed that that we're so used to playing. And, and I feel like. That only comes as well if we get dominance with our forward pack and and more so in defence, mate. We, we we need to start banging some of these big runners that um, that kind of take the ball forward for like the French and we know the South Africans and the and the Irish have the same. But we've got to start banging them to to, to stop them on their tracks. Otherwise, um, it becomes a grind for us. And, and when when we tussle, we don't we we, we seem to get strangled against the. 
Yeah. Uh, the bigger things. Yeah, we yep. need to see people coming off the line and absolutely teeing off what the greats back yep. in your day used to do, mate. And you know how much you can lift a team. But from a oh. midfield point of view, you played a lot at 12 there, Peter, and we're struggling to really – with Geordie out, we're, we're tinkering a wee bit. Potentially David Harvilli's planned this week. Mm. Anton had a crack. What would you like to see from our 12, from a midfield perspective? Like, what kind of role should he now and be doing, executing? Mate, our 12s, like, it's just a variation, um, Daggy. For me, it's always been about the, there's moments of being able to, yes, get over the line, but, but just being different. I think we we need that ball player to really give give Rico the space for either a one-on-one or into little holes, you know? Really hold up hold up play in that midfield. And when, when they start thinking they've got Rico, then the, then the 12 to have the ability to, to, to freaking break the line as well, you know? And the skill sets around, you know, uh, you know, just holding the ball. I feel, I, I feel we're just mm. aimless kicking and just way too much kicking that that's losing our momentum. And the other side, besides that, is how do we, how do we clear it in the midfield to, to have space for Moanga to start expressing themselves a bit when um, giving him that time where, where they think he's always going to keep passing and they they, they go out to the midfield and it gives a bit of bit of Moanga magic that we've seen, you know, from the Crusaders. And we know, you know, test level is different, but I still feel. Um, there, there's a space for Moanga to really start, start express himself in that 10 jersey for the All Blacks. Mm. All right, Peter, before we let you go, mate, did the All Blacks get past the quarterfinal? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone's listening, mate. I'm not going to say no. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. <laughs> well, I'll come see you at home later and get your real answer. Too <laughs> <laughs> easy, brothers. Yeah, oh, good stuff, Thanks, Peter. Mate. Thanks very much. Uh, drive carefully in that Ford Falcon, and we'll catch you again, eh? <laughs> you had to bring it up, <laughs> did you, Rick Dog? <laughs> you had to bring it up. <laughs>